0: Hello and welcome to Munsei, a K-pop podcast. I'm your host, Zia Jay, and I've got all your news from the last two weeks, since there was no episode last week, as well as reviews of the latest comebacks. I was going to have an interview for you today, but the editing program I use ate half of the file, so I can't get that to you, which is also why this is dropping a day late, but I will have a different interview for you next week, so look forward to that. As always, if you like the show, be sure to check out the socials at Munsei Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and if you want to support it, sharing it either on the socials or by word of mouth really is the biggest thing you can do. Let's get into the news from the last couple of weeks. SM Entertainment has announced they will be taking strong legal action against sasaengs, including pursuing criminal charges. In the statement, SM explained that sasaengs, or stalker fans, quote-unquote, had followed artists to and from military service sites, trespassed in their residences, and sent packages while going to efforts to hide the sender. They said they have collected evidence and will be pursuing criminal and civil action, including filing lawsuits for psychological and monetary damages. Laws against stalking introduced earlier this year in South Korea could result in up to three years' prison time for the offenders. In business news, Kakao Entertainment and Mellon Company have announced they will enter into a merger by September. Kakao Entertainment itself is a merger of Kakao Page and Kakao M. The new agreement is expected to boost both companies, as they will collectively reach across major parts of the music, television and online media industries. Both companies have close ties with several entertainment management agencies and music labels, including Big Hit Music. Mnet's parent company CJ E&M, has revealed that discussions regarding IS reunion have fallen through. The project group debuted in 2018 and disbanded this April after two and a half years. And in June, it was announced that the members were in discussions with CJ E&M about getting back together. These discussions have come to an end without a reunion, but the members will no doubt continue to pursue successful careers individually. JYP Entertainment has announced they will be debuting a new girl group in February 2022. The announcement came in the form of a teaser for Blind Package, a pre-order-only CD that will include the group's debut single. This will be the first girl group from JYP in three years, following ITZY's debut in 2019, and they will be managed by the company's first female executive director, Lee Ji-yong. There has been some criticism from fans of other JYP groups that the company is debuting a new group and promoting them better than their current artists, but most people have high expectations as JYP are known for their successful girl groups. Since this episode is a day late, I get to bring you news from this morning as well. ATEEZ member Mingi will be joining the group again after an eight-month hiatus to take care of his anxiety. The break included stepping away from promotions on Kingdom, but his company, KQ Entertainment, said he will be returning to activities. And it's my tentative guess that, like several of the groups on Kingdom, ATEEZ will have a comeback soon and Mingi will participate in those promotions. Finally this morning, Pledis Entertainment has announced that all 13 members of 17 have re-signed with the label, well ahead of their contract expirations. In the statement from Pledis, the members said the re-signing is a demonstration of their teamwork and faith in each other, and a promise to work harder in the future. That's all the news for today. If there's ever stories you see that you want me to cover, or topics you think I should research, feel free to let me know on the socials at Munsei Podcast over on Twitter and Instagram. Now on to reviews. The last couple of weeks were not that busy with new releases, but we'll kick things off with day 6 Even of Day's new song, Right Through Me. This is solid Day6 melancholy, and it really works with the kind of retro style they went for musically. All of their instrumentals seem to be a mix of live and electronic, with real drums and also digital percussion, and a live piano coupled with a really pretty synth melody line. The vocals maybe slip under the radar a little because they feel so effortless, but there are some impressive high notes slid in there. Young K's voice really works with this retro style, I love his vocals, but I think Wampil really delivers on the emotion here. If you like Day6's stuff, or if you're like me and in the southern hemisphere where it's winter right now, do check this one out. We also had SF9's comeback with Teardrop. SF9 have been killing it on the charts with this song, especially since this is their first release post-Kingdom, and I think it makes sense. Teardrop is a dramatic blend of electronic drops in the chorus and orchestral elements through the verses. There's a kind of harsh percussion line at times, but their vocals are really soft and it does balance it out. The big thing about this track is that it's interesting. There's a lot of moments where I was waiting to see what would come next, or stopping what I was doing to pay attention to a new instrument that was added, or something that interesting that was happening. I think SF9 are doing something a little different with this kind of complex pop style, and it'll be really fun to see where they go from here. g Idol Soyeon had her solo debut last week with Beam Beam, a really fun pop-rock rebellion against adulthood. An excellent contrast of bubblegum pop vocals and electronic guitar, Beam Beam is what I didn't know I wanted at the moment. Both lyrically and musically, there's a revolt against convention and expectations, with the instrumentation switching from ultra-bright to pop-punk, while the lyrics are basically a middle finger to the pressures of getting by as a young adult. I really, really enjoyed this. I think it's super cohesive and a really good demonstration of how well pop and rock can work together. Of course, I have to wrap things up with BTS's new single, Permission to Dance. This is another smooth dance pop track from BTS, with all the vocals and vibes we've come to expect from their last few releases. There's a really fun string line, presumably violins, I think, that lifts the whole instrumental a bit, and there's a funky electric guitar kind of in the background that I wish got a little more focus. This song is good at what it's doing. There are a lot of big pop writers on this track, obviously including Ed Sheeran, and maybe I'd have more to say about it if it didn't follow dynamite and butter. I think I was looking for something a little different from BTS with this track. There is a formula that they're working with here, and it does work, but I'd love to see them branch out a bit. We know BTS can do really interesting things musically, and I guess that's what I was hoping for here but it's a good vibe, it's super easy listening, so if that's what you want from new music at the moment, go check it out. That's all the reviews I've got for you this week, of course I'll have more next week, and just like the news, if there's ever an artist you want me to review or a song I should check out, do let me know on the socials. That's where I'll wrap things up this week. I know things have been a little messy with the show lately, but I'm sorting some stuff out so that I can make more time to work on it in the second half of this year. I mentioned it with the news and reviews, but in general, if there's topics you want to hear about, anything you want me to cover, a perspective that you're interested in hearing, please do let me know on the socials at Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. The show is coming up on 20 episodes and 5 months, which is... Really exciting, and I really, really appreciate everyone who's given it time and support, including you, if you're listening to this. That really means a lot. As always, my sources for this episode are in the show notes, along with the card, which has all the podcast-relevant links. This podcast is produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to Elders past and present. This land was stolen, and sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Thanks for joining me, I've been Sia and I'll catch you next week for the next episode of Munse, a K-pop podcast.